0: Hey there, thank you for listening to SideQuest Enthusiast Episode 3. Just want to give you a heads up that the audio quality in this episode isn't that great, uh, for reasons beyond my control. But hey, wanted to get the episode out before MLK Day ended, because it is an MLK-themed episode. We're also going to talk about Super Mario 3D World, and 2021 predictions for Nintendo. So stay tuned, or tune in, I guess, for that. Thanks for being forgiving. Say a prayer for your ears. Just kidding. It's not that bad. Side Quest Enthusiast, the gaming podcast about the quests we play to be who we are. I'm your host, Kyle B. Hiller. That's all it really is. But yo, we are here today, episode three, coming at you with the first episode of 2021. And of course, we got to look at 2021 with predictions we got a lot of anniversaries to talk about this year y'all but also we're going to dive into super mario 3d world a little bit because that's dropping in about a month also we got some dope trailers from it as well this past week so we're going to talk about that and also today is martin luther king day so you know we got to do a little bit of reflecting so thank you though for tuning in really appreciate it we're just going to dive right in here um i hope y'all are doing good It's been a wild year so far, which, you know, it's kind of funny when you think about that, because it's like, it's always a wild year. It's been a wild year in America for the longest time. And that to me is something we really need to think about that, but we're going to dive into that later, but it's going to be a wild year too for gaming, because you want to know why we have everybody's franchise and their grandma has an anniversary this year. And I don't know if you saw the tweet that was going around that had a list of all the anniversaries that are coming up this year. We got to start Pokemon, turns 25 real soon. I think that's going to be, Pokemon Day is next month in February, I believe. I'd have to double check that. But 25 years of Pokemon. That is wild. I remember the first day that I played Pokemon, or, or, or not even the first day that I played Pokemon, but I remember the first time I watched when the when the tv show premiered on tv i remember it so vividly it was it was a labor day monday when it debuted here at least locally for me i don't know how that works back in 96 97 when that show debuted and i was in love with it from the very beginning I, I almost feel like i need to rewatch the first very first episode of pokemon again because that 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 thing was just dripping with nostalgia uh, for me right now and it was such a big moment because there was a time in life before pokemon right and i think you know another anniversary for pokemon is pokemon go turns five years old this year and i think that is when the pokemon phenomenon really took a whole another level right 2016 that was a crazy year for you know many reasons but also i just remember pokemon go being so Integral 2 for me. uh, I remember where I was when I first played Pokemon Go, when it finally dropped. And there's rumors that we might be getting Diamond and Pearl ported to the Switch. And that would be dope. It's been a while since I've really played any of the mainline Pokemon games. I played Sun and Moon on DS, on 3DS, and I had a great time with it. But I also know that Diamond and Pearl is definitely one of the ones that I also tried to play. I have Diamond on. 3ds didn't really play it that much though because it felt like more of the same i've been removed from sun and moon long enough but i bought diamond right after um right after i played sun and moon so it was just like more of the same with that game and the pokemon games really haven't deviated much and that's not me complaining because i really don't want the pokemon games really deviate that much because i think the whole thing is that when you look at pokemon having been 25 years so many things have happened since 25 that game debuted on the original game boy when it was kind of making its way over to Bo- uh game boy color right which is when we got i don't even think silver and gold were they were they had features for the game boy color but they were originally made for the game boy which is wild and um there's so many people that never got to play pokemon at first 25 years ago because a lot of people just are 25 years old so diamond and pearl was the first pokemon game for a lot of people that came out 15 years ago in japan which is also celebrating its anniversary obviously so that's going to be it's going to be a low-key a great year for pokemon and nintendo has so many other franchises that are just on the brink of these anniversaries we got quite a bit with um Super Mario, right? The 35th anniversary. We got 3D All-Stars. We're getting uh 3D World coming to the Switch, which we're going to talk about later. But also we got Zelda. We got Metroid. Smash brothers Melee turns 20 years old this year. The gamecube turns 20 this year. Golden Sun turns 20 this year. Kid Icarus is 35. Donkey Kong is 40. The Wii celebrates 15 years, which is kind of crazy. The Wii and the Wii U feel so much further away than they actually are. 15 years is not that long, and the Wii U was seven years or eight years ago when it dropped. Nine years ago. 2012. I keep thinking we're still in 2020, which, you know, to me, 2021 is just 2020 part two. But, you know, it is what it is. And then we also had the 3DS that dropped 10 years ago. So, and the Nintendo 64 turns 25 this year, and that's a lot to celebrate. That's a lot of legacy titles, and you're going to see so much this year from Nintendo. I really do believe that. This is going to be one of the best years Nintendo has ever had, period. I feel like they have so much in the works. I think that's why they've been so silent. I know they were really silent last year, given COVID and all that other stuff, so it's kind of hard for them to really be like, hey, look, we're doing all these things, because you don't really know how the day-to-day is going to keep operating, you know? And we don't really know what their role is as far as putting this these games out and staying in development and, 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 you know, keeping up to date with all the things that are holding them back with COVID. But what's ended up happening is that everything is landing on this year. 2021, we've had, we're going on to the, what, the fourth or so year of the Switch that they came up, 2017, now it's 2021 about four years later and there's so much to be said because now that so many developers within nintendo and third party have a really good grasp of what the switch is capable of we know we're going to get a new iteration of the switch we know we are that's just nintendo's bread and butter they put out a system and then there's some sort of iteration of it look at, look at how many versions of the ds we had look at how many versions of the game boy we had They're so good at making handheld consoles, right? So they would be silly to not iterate off of this. The Nintendo Switch is someone who loves their Super Nintendo so much and still plays it from time to time. And that was such a formative experience for me. The Switch is probably my favorite Nintendo console of all time, no cap. And I feel very confident in saying that because we have Super Nintendo games on the Switch and i think a lot of people and i I want to get into this later when we start talking about uh, 3d world but yo we got to stop talking about in the same way that we need to stop talking about console wars we need to stop talking about how a console has a lot of ports because i think that's an accessibility thing right there's so many games that we can't play because we can't buy them they're not available anymore If you're looking into emulation, they're hard to get your hands on now. ROMs are so hard to find these days. Not that I'm looking for them, because I don't emulate, because I'm a good person. It's like, just kidding. I'm not going to admit one way or another to that. But I would love to introduce people who are just now getting into gaming, especially now being in quarantine. Hey, here are some new games that are coming out, and here's some classics too. And I think being able to explore that with people on a console like the Switch that is so accessible, you just pick that thing up. Bam, it's there. Nintendo Switch Online, just double click there, bang, it's there. And that's a great thing for people because not everyone wants to figure out how they're going to hook up their Super Nintendo to play A Link to the Pass. You know, if you even have it, and do you have the right things for it? Do, do your controllers still work? do you, Does your card still work? Does it actually keep the saves? That's so many things that you just have to worry about that just makes video games like this so inaccessible. And that's why i'm really excited about these anniversary collections that we might be getting from nintendo with pokemon and even maybe with zelda and metroid i think we'll definitely get something about those right and we got it with mario we got to get something here with pokemon and zelda and metroid and i think i really want to see some ports of zelda games and metroid games coming in because there's a lot of things that I miss, and I'm like the biggest Zelda fan, or one of the biggest Zelda fans ever. So let's talk about Zelda real quick, right? Like, what could we possibly see from Zelda? Zelda turns 35 on February 21st, 2021, which is also my 35th birthday, and I'm going to be mad eyed about that. I'm definitely going to be streaming some Zelda on there. Check it out, Twitch.tv/squecast. Selfless promo. But Zelda, what do we not have on the Switch right now? There's so many of the Game Boy games that we don't have. We got Link's Awakening as a remake, which is dope. Um, so we're not going to see that, right? But I think Nintendo is going to start putting out some Game Boy Color and or Game Boy Advance stuff. I think we could possibly see the Oracle games coming to the Switch. The Oracle games are, you know, they're, they're, they're tricky. They've got some great puzzles in them and stuff like that. I think they're great games. But... I would love to see them on a platform like the Switch for people to explore because those were such great games. And those were Nintendo developed Zelda games. Those were made by Capcom. And I think between the Oracle games and when you look at a game like Majora's Mask, which also doesn't really... Um, they have a 3D remake of um, Majora's Mask on the 3DS. Those three games right there were so... were one of the first deviations we saw in the Zelda series. Right? Because... Up until then, we had. Well, a Link's Awakening was a deviation in a way, too, uh, as far as the story was, but the formula was still pretty much the same. But Majora's Mask, Oracle Ages, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, they were so different. And you're starting to see that happen again with Deviation to Zelda in, in, in a good way. Because I think with Ocarina of Time, fantastic game. Again, another thing that I just remember playing for the first time, just the magic of that game but George's Mask was so different you know having come out two or three years after using the same game engine but you know better graphics and 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 just a different kind of gameplay and and focusing so heavily on the side quests and and the people in the towns and all that stuff was just such a big departure from Zelda but also still felt familiar because a lot of these characters were you know familiar in the sense that they were similar to the characters you saw in Hyrule right so, let's get those games on Switch. Let's get Majora's Mask on Switch. Let's get the Game Boy games on Switch. I would love to see Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, and I would love to see Minish Cap on there because Minish Cap that was a Game Boy Advance game, and that dropped in two thousand four. Another Capcom developed game. I missed that game because it was two thousand four. I was in college. I didn't have any money to buy my own games. My Game Boy advance was left at home i just kind of missed the zelda game there and i finally played it on wii u because it's available on virtual console and that's a great zelda game i mean it was so the puzzles were so great you know as far as just like turning yourself into this little this little minion or whatever and and you know navigating these worlds that were you know normal size Wii you were just like a little link and then just kind of seeing how this world, when you are the tiny one and you're just navigating all this, it was just really innovative in its, in its own way. And that was great. So seeing that, too, on the Switch, I think would be great. Because I think you're going to see a lot of the handheld games be the next thing for Nintendo Switch Online. I know a lot of people are claiming for N64 or GameCube. I don't think Nintendo's going to go there yet. Because I think there's so many other things that happened with the N64 that would make porting those games much more difficult. Uh, Especially when you just look at the form factor. Look at the controller for the N64. There's just certain allocation of all the buttons and and button mapping that I think is going to make porting a lot of those games difficult. I also think there's probably a lot of licensing issues that comes with uh, the N64 and all that stuff, but I think we're going to see some gameplay games. I think we're going to see some handheld Zelda games. In a perfect world, though, if we don't get that, which I think we're, we're not going to get all the Zeldas, that's for sure. Because they're going to have to save something for year 40, or they're going to have to save something for the new Switch. But, Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD were on Wii U. I played through Twilight Princess like over again on the Wii U, originally had no GameCube. And I know it's not everyone's favorite, it does have a special place in my heart, personally. As does Wind Waker, and I would love to see those games on there too. We definitely need some Wind Waker and Twilight Princess on the Switch. Because those were, especially Wind Waker, I think Wind Waker is much more beloved. Even though when it first came out, it was much aligned for its, you know, quote-unquote cartoony graphics. Because everybody wanted what Twilight Princess was, but even better. They wanted it to look like that. And Nintendo was going in a totally different direction as far as their art style. And realizing that it wasn't going to be how photorealistic Zelda looked that made Zelda impressive, it was style, right? When you see Wind Waker and you look at even Skyward Sword, compare that to Breath of the Wild 2, you see your origin story there. You see something with Minish Cap as well just reinforcing that, seeing how that that, that works. And then um, the other DS Zelda games as well reiterated that. I don't think we're going to get the DS Zelda games because you could still get those games on, on, on DS. I think people there's still some people in the world who are still playing their DSs for sure. So I don't think we're going to get those yet. But I definitely think it's a good possibility we can see the Game Boy games from Zelda and also the um, the Wii games from Zelda or not Wii GameCube. So Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, Oracle of Ages, Oracle Seasons, Minish Cap those are my bets so it all remains to be seen and i'm going to talk a lot about zelda on this show because obviously zelda is very near and dear to me it's the reason why i'm a gamer in the first place but we're going to see something for nintendo real soon i don't know that they're going to say anything on their anniversary date i think they're going to make some sort of announcement in February about zelda but i don't know that we're going to get a full director or anything like that but i think something is going to have to happen for that date. That is such a huge milestone for them, for them to just go completely silent. Would be kind of on Nintendo's brand, but I don't think they're going to let this one pass by. Um, I think Mario was a little bit more difficult because Mario doesn't really have a solid, concrete release date. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, there's that. And then there's the whole talk about Breath of the Wild 2. Right? Are we getting it this year? They're going to keep this real simple. Yes. We're absolutely going to get Breath of the Wild 2. It's going to be paired with whatever the new iteration of Switch is. I think you're still going to be able to play Breath of the Wild 2 on your original OG Switch, for sure. But I think it's going to be enhanced in some way, in the same way that the Wii version of Twilight Princess had some um, enhancements from the GameCube version. But not necessarily major ones, because the Wii U version of Breath of the Wild, which I think a lot of people forget, that was a Wii U game originally, and then ported to the Switch. Not a lot going on there as far as enhancements. I'm not exactly sure you're going to see a lot of enhancements with Breath of the Wild 2 going from Switch to Switch Pro, whatever it's going to be called, but I do think there are going to be some things here and there that are going to be different, because I think they're going to have to say that, hey, here's our flagship title for this new iteration. This is why it's different, and this is what makes those two things different you can still keep your Switch and play all these games because it's going to take a few, a couple of years before a lot of developers are able to use the Switch in the way that they want to use it um, and and ex- ex- exploit it for just what it can really do. But I think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming in November this year. And they're going to come, it's going to come with whatever the new Switch is. So put your money on it, y'all. You probably did not hear it here first, but I'm um, re-emphasizing it again because we're gonna be covering Zelda quite a bit this year. So yeah, I'm excited about that. I think also as far as the other franchises, we're gonna see we're obviously already getting Pokemon Snap this year, which was one of the last games I render from Blockbuster Video 1 in 64. So that's gonna be dope. Uh they dropped the new trailer. It's coming out in April. Uh April 30th, I believe is the date. It's gonna be a great year for Pokemon. But I think it's gonna be generally quiet outside of Pokemon Snap and The port of Diamond and Pearl, we're not going to get that much more. We might get some Amiibo here and there, but who knows? April thirtieth. I was right. So, yeah, but the Metroid Prime Trilogy collection, it's set. It's ready to go. They're just kind of waiting. They're waiting until Prime 4 is closer to being ready. Who knows when that's going to be? So, yeah, this is going to be a huge year for Nintendo. It's going to be a huge year for video games and i couldn't be more excited to be a gamer right now we're going to take a quick break let me know on social media what you think is going to happen with the anniversary celebrations this year with pokemon zelda and metroid we're going to pause right here and we're going to come back and talk about super mario 3d world coming to switch holy crap i'm super excited we'll be right back SQE. welcome 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 thank you for tuning in Super Mario 3D World let's talk about this right uh Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury is a game that's coming to Switch well in February 12th of this year 2021 this was originally a Wii U game that came out in 2013 and um this is an interesting game um, I'm super excited about it. I think I'm actually more hyped about this than I am with um, Mario than I was with Mario Odyssey. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I didn't buy a Switch until Smash Ultimate came out the next year, and it had already been a year. I ended up playing Mario Odyssey. I really liked it. I had a good time with it, but I didn't like it the way that I loved Mario 64 or, you know, a lot of... And, and I'm a pretty big Mario gamer, um, I'm realizing I just think they're just good video games, you know. Um and I've been kind of itching for something in, in the Mario universe. I, I've been playing a lot of Mario Maker, but this is different. And I think my introduction to um the whole Super Mario 3D was with uh 3D land on 3DS. And that game in itself too felt a lot like this um setting precedent for what was to come from Mario. And while we had something like Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, Mario Sunshine, it almost felt like they were able to manage to fuse both the 3D platforming adventure uh, elements of those games and, and put it with the the 2D side-scoring platforming elements of what you expect from Mario. And that marriage right there introduced a whole lot of ideas, right? And that's where we got Cat Mario with uh 3D World on Wii U, and that was one of my f- favorite new power ups. And it's not often we get a Mario power up that's just new and refreshing and just really cool. Um, I really enjoyed it because it's like with the Super Leaf and the Super Feather from you know Mario 3 and Mario World; those were along some of my favorite power ups, but. It's been a minute because we got we got the Super Bell and Cat Power. And that's where it's at. It's super adorable. I love how you can climb walls and do Soldier Boy Superman jumps over things. It's crazy. And I think with Mario 3D to go check out the trailers. It's on YouTube. Nintendo dropped two trailers last week. Um, and I think you see elements of Mario Odyssey in this game, obviously. So whatever Mario Odyssey became in 2017, they were already working on that via... The Super Mario 3D World, because Nintendo does this. They 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 draft up a whole bunch of ideas for a game, hundreds probably, and these ideas for new game mechanics, new items, new new ideas. Period. Just all these things, and they draft up a whole bunch of ideas, and they discard most of them, and they keep they keep those things that are they're not even discarded. They're just put aside, right? and then you'll see a lot of those good ideas come back which is why they're they, they really play their cards close to their chest in this. because what ends up happening is hey here's this thing that we thought we wanted to do for this game let's bring it back for this game and i think there's a lot of things that got thrown away with 3d world that we saw in odyssey and that's why those two games kind of look familiar especially with uh balancer's fury which is the new addition to it so it's not necessarily just a port but we're getting something new and, um, with that, we're going to see, it's going to be interesting to play 3D World having played Mario Odyssey first. Uh, I played a little bit of 3D World, uh, a friend of mine had it, and we played some of it, and just, you know, the local multiplayer, and I had a good time with it, but I kind of wish I got to spend more time with it. And, um, I think it's going to be cool when, um... We see Bowser's Fury and seeing what they're doing with, you know, really trying to reinvent this like this Fury Bowser. Right. And we got Giga Cat Mario, a.k.a. Super Saiyan Cat Mario. (laughs) Bowser Jr. is helping out. Like, what's all going on here? And, you know, they're using the whole paintbrush you know, to reveal secrets within the level with the second player, with Bowser Jr. And that's really cool, and that's kind of giving me some Mario Odyssey vibes. It's also kind of giving me some Paper Mario vibes, too. Um, So this intersection of ideas, I'm not even mad at it. I love it. I love that they're just taking these ideas and not just rehashing them, but reiterating them and reinventing them and bringing them to the table in such a way that feels new, but also familiar at the same time. And that's why I really, really have a soft spot for Mario games because, for me, it's again the first games I got to play were Mario World and Legend of Zelda and Mario Kart. And when you see Mario Kart and you see Mario World, those two games couldn't be any more different, right? But at the same time, there is that, that feeling of, this is what Mario is. It's just fun. It's fun. And I feel like I'm kind of missing that in games right now. I've been playing way too many games that are just like straight up serious business, but I'm looking forward to 3D World. Um, It's going to be, I'm going to stream the mess out of this game. I'm going to play it with, with, you know, all the people that I play games with, it's like, hey, listen, I'm buying that game day one. Be ready. I'm sending you an invite to play this game. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to this. I urge everyone who is looking to get back into some, throwback mario type games check it out and we're going to check it out on the streams um probably play some multiplayer as well and it's gonna be a good time and with that we're gonna wrap up the show after this quick break we've got some reflecting to do because it is mlk day we'll be back last year and i think about all the things that were happening in the summer um with with, you know all the protests and you know people seeking out social change and racial justice and that's not new for sure and i think a lot of people get it confused that you know the last four years have been so tough and well yeah they have but i think they're a culmination of what's been happening for the last 400 years In this country and it's so important that we um dispel the miseducation that's happening um, within america right because i think you know when you look at the civil rights movement from you know the 50s and 60s and so on so much of it was just understanding that hey look black people in this country did not get the things that they needed after emancipation in order to be who they wanted to be in order to, they didn't have the resources. They, they they were told to, like like MLK said, you know, how are you going to be able to pick yourself up by your bootstraps if you don't have the boots, if you're bootless? You know what I mean? And that that that, that phrase always resonates with me. And I, I spend some time over the MLK weekend every year. And, you know, make sure I revisit it over the course of the year too, but I spend a lot of time reflecting at this time of year, you know, what are we doing? right now to implement change from within. And I think a lot of that has to do with change begins when we start looking at what we've been taught, because what we've been taught is a whole bunch of BS, man. Um, there's been a lot of misleading concepts in, around this idea of independence and freedom that just don't seem to hit well with people, especially now. things are so much more visible now than what they were 50 60 years ago the information is there we have access to it you know people talk about how terrible things are with social media and stuff but it's just like yo i've learned so much about black history from the people i follow on twitter and instagram alone that i learned more from that than i did anything in school and i went to school for how many years you know what i mean from from preschool all the way up through college, five years of it. I feel like I didn't learn a damn thing about Black history and and what what Black history really was. Right? And I'm still learning every day. Every day, I'm learning something new, or I'm trying to seek that out. you know. And I think while it's important that we do honor MLK's legacy today and essentially every day, there's so many other people that we need to start talking about too more um, because there's so many other figures that have done so much for that cause and for the movement. Whether it have been, you know, during the actual civil rights movement of you know of the mid nineteen hundreds or if it's what's happening now, because now is also a civil rights movement. And I think you also have to think about the fact that, well, with all the things that happened last year with, you know, all the black siblings we lost, and all the Black siblings we continue to lose and we'll lose in the future. What are we doing to make sure that we know what's going to happen next, right? Because we are on the cusp of what I feel like is going to be a new era, you know, with with COVID forcing us in our homes for what's going to end up being about two years and, you know, removing Agent Orange from office, You know that's just the beginning, you know what I mean? And I think a lot about the fact that the insurrection that happened two weeks ago—it was wild, man. Because this story that I'm kind of working on, you know, on the back burner, something like that actually happens within in the plot, and I I felt uneasy about that—the fact that something that could happen in fiction. It's actually happening in the real world. You know, like what we're living in right now is so much stranger than fiction. And it always has been. And I almost find myself wrestling with just what fiction is, too. You know, we started talking about what history means. So like, what is fiction and who's writing it and who's telling these stories and who's being real with us? And that's why I want to make sure we have a, a real talk segment on this podcast. Weekend because we got to keep it real with just like what's going on in the world. So when you look at a day like MLK Day, I think it's so important to think about reflection, to reflect on things and and, and to really study hard and listen, you know, because we need to prepare ourselves for what's to come next, because I don't think people are going to tolerate what's been happening before, but we also have to know how to not tolerate it. What can we actually do to start making change? And that means for all of us, because I think a lot of people talk about, oh, well, I'm not political. I'm like, well, you are. It's just a matter of what politics affect you and which ones don't. I think for a lot of black and brown people, there's a lot of politics that affect us. But we don't realize it because we don't hear about it. There's not enough conversation around it. At least when I was coming up, there wasn't. You know, I didn't grow up with the internet at first. I lived in a pretty analog life for a while. When I did get my hands on, you know, the internet, it wasn't anything like what it is today. Any excuse about not being political or just not knowing, this one thing to not know and to want to know versus not knowing and then not wanting to know. I don't think not wanting to know is it, is valid anymore. Especially, and this especially goes out to to the white folk listening, all the white questies out there listening to the show. Thank you very much. But also, like I implore y'all to make change too, because this is on y'all as much as on anybody else, if not definitely more, because y'all 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 are in the positions of power. Y'all have the power to change. And if anything is gonna really change around here, not just America, the whole world. The whole world, Craig. The whole world. What's gonna change? How's it gonna change? And I'm calling everybody out to just start thinking about what can you do? Because I think we not everyone's gonna be able to go out and protest or no one not everyone can afford to, you know, make donations or not everyone's able to just speak on their own platform or you know not everyone has the way the means to articulate what it is that they they want to do. Some people don't have the ability to do some of these things um, not just emotionally but physically or what have you and but we do there are so many ways to do the thing that we need to do collectively that I think there are ways to look at it as what am I capable of and I think a lot of our miseducation is at fault here because we haven't been taught how we can make change. We've been taught how to memorize vocabulary words in school. We're not taught how to do things. You know what I mean? And that especially goes for just, I don't don't know what the education system is like now. I can imagine it's worse, but we got to continue to educate ourselves much better than what we were in the past because it's just not acceptable. It's not good enough. And as a gamer, you know, I saw a lot of influx of, you know, big platforms, putting black people on. And that was great. But that lasted for like a month. And then it got quiet again. And honestly, that month was so inspiring for me that it pushed me to finally do SideQuest Enthusiast because y'all, this whole thing has been in the works since 2017. I wanted to do this so long ago. And I didn't do it because I didn't see enough people who looked like me to even know that that's what I needed to see in the first place but I knew I wanted to do something in video games. I just didn't know what that was. And I'm still figuring that out. I'm still figuring out what SQE is and what it represents and who I want to have on the show and all that stuff. But I'm here and I'm doing it. This is what I can do. But it took me years to think about that. So while I implore you to figure out what it is that you can do, you may not know what what that is until 2024, but hey, that's better late than never. And it's not late because guess what? You weren't taught. You weren't educated on that. You didn't get to participate in conversations around that. And if you did, then you chose not to do anything about it. Well, here's your chance. It is 2021, y'all. We have to make some significant changes. We have the power. We have the power in numbers. We do. We really do. I really feel that. And we have the power of education and knowledge on our side at this point. And that's something going to keep getting better and stronger. We saw what happened in Georgia. That's power and knowledge, boy. You know, so on this day, I implore y'all to really, really think about what it means to just make some changes and whatever it is that you do, do it well. Just like MLK said, the blueprint speech, you know, you love to be a street sweeper. And Sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here live the great street sweeper who swept his job well. You know what I mean? Don't think you're so small. Just because you don't have the power. But you have the power, damn it. And, and, and another MLK joint. You know, quote, don't allow anybody to cause you to lose your self-respect to the point that you do not struggle for justice. However young you are you have a responsibility to seek to make your nation a better nation in, in which the love you have and the responsibility to make life better for everybody and you must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice now. You know, we've got we got to struggle with them, with a method that can be militant, but at the same time does not destroy life or property. And so our slogan must not be burn, baby, burn. It must be build, baby, build. Yes, our slogan must be learn, baby, learn, so that we can earn, baby, earn, and with a powerful commitment, I believe that we can transform the dark yesterdays of injustice into brightened tomorrows of justice and humanity. Let us keep going toward the goal of selfhood and the realization of of, of, of the dream of brotherhood and toward the realization of the dream of understanding, goodwill, let nobody stop us. And if you can't fly, run. And if you can't run, walk. And if you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. End quotes. And it's MLK Day, y'all. So I wish y'all a happy MLK Day. Keep on learning. Keep on doing the thing. I'm Kyle V Hiller, the host here. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Literally. You can follow SQEcast Cast on Twitter and Instagram. Our website is live, sqecast.com, or sidequestathusies.com. Both domains work. The stream is live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash sqecast, every Wednesday and Friday. We're to Smash Brothers, Probably some Mario Maker as well. Might do a pop-up stream on Saturday if time is willing. Um, also, I'm opening up an invitation to all of you to participate in the Smash Brothers Ultimate League. I'm sending out invites for a league... Of oh, Smash Bros. We're going to be playing each other like it's fantasy basketball. You know what I mean? Um, more details will come on the website later in this week. Um, so look out for that. I'll be posting that on your Twitter and on Instagram. With that, go play some video games, y'all. Go learn. Go educate yourself. And say thank you in advance for what's already yours.